Welcome back to the Mike and Andrew Show. I'm Andrew Surwick here again with Mike Meredith. Mike, it is a new year. We had uh, a lot go on on this New Year's weekend, man. Uh, but uh, but how are you doing, man? Pretty good, man. It was a good week. You know, hopefully everyone stayed safe out there for the holidays. But now it's time to get back to work, man. Yes, sir. Get back to work, indeed. Uh, we certainly will be. Um, and so let's get right into it. With the NFL this weekend, we had a quite a bit of controversy, and we'll get into that in a little bit here. But uh, we'll start with Thursday night football. Uh, the Browns and the Jets uh, faced off in Cleveland. Uh, the Browns getting a win, 37-20. to uh, This was a... This was you know, a game where obviously I think everyone expected the Browns to win. Uh, Joe Flacco, again, incredible game, 19 for 29, 309 yards and three touchdowns. I mean, he looked – I mean, he's been looking absolutely incredible this entire season uh, since he came in to play for Cleveland. Um, he also threw a pick in this game, but it didn't really matter. Um, the Browns defense did a great job, obviously, against a very bad New York Jets team. But uh, overall, very, very nice win for Cleveland here. Um, and they improved themselves to 11-5. and five. Yes, sir. Cleveland looking like a kind of a legit team. I mean, I liked Cleveland and thought they'd be at least above average. But they're legit looking like a... Uh, top team with like Kansas City falling apart and some other teams in the AFC not doing as well. Browns have really stepped it up and Flacco has shown that he can actually legit be a pretty good backup. Yeah, no, I mean, I mean coming off the bench and I don't think he's thrown for under 300 yards since he's uh, been playing uh, as a starter, which is just insane uh, given one, his age um, and two, just how how little he started over the last few years uh but yeah man the browns looking like a legitimate team uh heading into the playoffs which is uh you know one or two weeks away uh and then we had one game saturday and uh this is where the controversy is yeah. uh the cowboys and hosted the lions the cowboys winning it 20 to 19 um the controversy uh, Lions go for two. Uh, Taylor Decker scores a two-point. He reported to the ref. The ref completely ignored it. Basically, just said "fuck y'all." Yeah, like, I didn't feel like I didn't feel like it today. Like, yeah. nah, I'm good. Yeah, the the league once again screwing over the Lions as they always do. Um, but then Dan Campbell, Dan Campbell, uh, decided. No, we're we're still gonna go for two from the eight yard line. So that I mean that made no sense because it, it is your your win probability when when going for it on the two yard line was it was like a it was like a two percent chance. At the analytics were were saying it was about a two percent chance to win the game. It was negative thirteen percent going for it for going for two from the eight yard line and then they went for it again because there was a penalty from the four yard line which was still a negative six percent chance at winning the game and so look did the lions get screwed uh by by brad allen and the league yes is and and the league is blaming dan uh dan campbell for it blaming the lions for it um even though Dan gave told the refs that this play was going to be happening earlier or before the game even started, um, and Taylor Decker checked in, and yet they just completely ignored it. But at that point, you just kick the fucking extra point and take this thing to overtime. We take this to overtime. I think the Lions win that game in overtime. I know the overtime rules suck, and you want to avoid overtime in this league as much as you possibly can, but... At that point, man, you just play for overtime and hope you can win there because going going for two from the eight-yard line and also from the four-yard line, it just makes no fucking sense, especially when you have a 15% uh, swing to lose that game. It, it's just not worth the risk. Uh, but the Lions walk away 20-19. to 19. I, Honestly, man, 
even with the loss, it feels like the Lions yeah. won that game, in my it opinion, does. because the Lions are a threat to anyone in the playoffs. I, I honestly think we the Lions can make it to the uh, the, the NFC Championship game where they're going to probably face San Francisco and lose, but still, man, I, I, they have a legitimate chance at winning uh, or get, at least getting to uh, the NFC Championship game. Yeah, man, that was um, definitely, like, even though the Lions lo- lost the game, they, they came out as winners, and Dallas looked like shit, and Detroit looked good, and... Um, all I gotta say, man, is they gotta change some shit, man, because fucking you cannot have shit like that happening. I in my opinion, this is just me, like I said. I'm not someone who makes the rules, but Decker, in my opinion, shouldn't even have to go and fucking tell the refs that he's reporting. It should be a coaching thing. Campbell should be able to tell the refs before the play, and he already did, like he talked about in the 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 post game that you know, that they were going to run this play and that Decker was going to be eligible. Like, it should be on Campbell to tell the refs that, you know, Decker's going to be eligible. Because you could tell that Decker, you know, he went up there and he, he told, but he didn't want to make it too obvious, you know. It's not like he's going to announce to the whole stadium that he's going to catch the ball. Just dumb, man. Like, and I know there was other plays that the Lions could have, you know, had other opportunities to win this game, and I agree with you, man. That I respect Campbell going for two on all those chances, but analytically, after they got screwed after the first one, they probably should just kick the field goal, but or kick the extra point. But I will say that them going for it, he definitely has the guys thinking that you know I I trust in you guys, I believe in you guys, and I hope that they just use this as fuel moving forward into the playoffs and it's like, okay, you guys want to fuck with us again? Fuck you. We're going to take this shit and we're going to run with it. Well, he trusts everyone but his kicker. That's for fucking sure, man. It's just it's just kicking an extra fucking point. It's not that fucking hard. I'm pretty sure we got a guy who can do that. But, uh, yeah, a lot of controversy, of course. You know, Jerry Jones, you know, probably paid off those refs. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, fuck Jerry Jones. So... Moving on to Sunday, the Ravens hosted the Dolphins, and boy, the Ravens won huge, winning 56-19. to um, This was a game I thought would be pretty close, but Baltimore at home, and we know Miami on the road hasn't really been all that spectacular. Uh, Lamar Jackson, 18 for 21, 321 yards, five touchdown passes, as well as a touchdown on his, using his feet. Uh, Zay Flowers had a really good game, 100 yards receiving and a touchdown. Uh, Tua, he had a pretty decent day outside of those two interceptions that he threw, but it didn't really matter. Um, Their defense could not stop Baltimore, and Baltimore gets a massive win. Baltimore coming out looking like the the best team here. Here, that number one seed, Lamar Jackson, pretty much secured MVP with that game. It's looking good for Baltimore right now, but you know that they have had their playoff struggles, so we'll see how they do moving forward. But, um, yeah, they capped off pretty much an A-plus season, at least for the regular season. Yeah, no, it's it's an A-plus season. Next week, just just don't start at any of your you know starters yeah. if, I, if I'm them. I'm not playing anyone this week. I'm playing all my second and third string guys. Uh, the Bills hosted the Patriots, winning 27-21. to um, th- This was a game where I-, I-, I thought for sure, you know, the Bills would get a nice blowout win. New England's horrible. Um, that said, though, uh, you know, it-, it was a nice start to the game for, uh, for New England with a 98-yard kickoff return for a touchdown. Um, that really, uh, that really did help them in this game. I feel like just a little bit, at least to start the game. Uh, Josh Allen did not look very, uh, look very good in this game. Fifteen for thirty and one hundred sixty-nine yards and a, uh, and a pick. No touchdowns thrown. Bailey Zappi throwing three picks in this game. Just both offenses did not look really all too great. Um. And uh, but Buffalo in the end able to just get enough uh, 
points in this game. Uh, it was a race to 20, basically, and uh, and Buffalo won. Yeah, it was a tough game for them. I know they're probably trying to get going at the end of the year, and they did get the win, but that was definitely a tough one. They lost to New England earlier in the year, too, so they almost lost both games in New England this year. But um, hopefully they can figure it out, and I'm pretty sure next week's game's for the – uh, a or yeah, AFC East Championship. So, yeah, next I believe I believe you're right about that. Um, they win, then they can. Yeah, take yeah. Um, but Miami's gonna have to win uh, as well if they if they want to have their own chance. Uh, the Bears hosted the Falcons. Uh, Chicago getting a nice win here, thirty-seven to seventeen. Um, you know, Justin Fields played a pretty decent game, 268 yards passing. Uh, Taylor Heineke on the other end for Atlanta, three interceptions. It's just an abysmal, abysmal day for him. Uh, Bijan getting involved, but uh, only getting 75 yards on 15 touches. Um, but uh, but Khalil Herbert had a really, really good game for Chicago, uh, racking up 124 yards on the ground, just Looked really, really solid uh, for Chicago. And their defense played very, very well, surprisingly. Uh, and Chicago getting themselves closer to that uh, 500 number. Yeah, Chicago, they uh, they might pass Minnesota here for third in the division. And Chicago, man, they, ha- they had an opportunity, though, to get two picks in the top ten. The f- first pick they've already secured with the Panthers being so bad. And, no, they could have had another top pick here, but said they won all these games at the end. You know, maybe they feel more comfortable now with their team moving forward, but definitely tough, man, because they ain't going to be going anywhere. Yeah, it's really, really tough uh, for sure. The uh, the Colts hosted the Raiders. Colts just narrowly winning here 23-20. to um, it, There was a late touchdown from – from Las Vegas uh, with less than a minute to go, but uh, uh, the Colts held on. Uh, Gardner Minshew had an okay day, uh, thrown for 224 yards on 24 or 23 uh, passes. Aiden O'Connell had a pretty decent game as well for Vegas, uh, thrown for two touchdowns in this one. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, though, big big game for him, uh, just shy of 100 yards and. Ran for a touchdown. Indianapolis, I thought for sure, would just blow out Vegas because Vegas has been pretty abysmal, uh, really all season. Um, but uh, but Indy getting a win here, uh, still fighting for a playoff spot. Yep. So you know that AFC South here looking looking like yeah, it's gonna come down to the end with the Colts. Um, Texans and the Jaguars here. Yeah, all all three of them winning, all three of them tied on record right now. It's 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 really going to be tight. Um it's going to be really interesting uh to see what exactly happens this weekend with that. Uh the Jaguars speaking of them, they shut out the Panthers 26 to nothing. Uh the Keebler Elf uh, through 19 for 32 under 12 yards for Carolina. Did not look good at all. Um, C.J. Beathard was in for Jacksonville, throwing for 178 yards. Uh, Travis Etienne Jr. was really the heart of this offense uh, with over 100 yards rushing and two touchdowns. Um, yeah, just just very, very good uh, overall game for Jacksonville. They didn't. They weren't able to move the ball much in the uh, uh, in the first half. Obviously, they they scored nine points all on field goals, uh, and then they opened up in the in the second half a little bit better. But uh, nice win for Jacksonville. They moved themselves up to nine and seven, keeping themselves somewhat on top of this division right now. Yeah, the most exciting thing that came out of this game was the Panthers owner throwing his drink on someone and getting fined three hundred thousand. Yeah, that's uh, that was that's that was pretty fucking funny. I'm not even gonna lie, man. <laughs> um, Houston hosted Tennessee. Uh, Houston winning twenty six to three. CJ Stroud was back. Um, and he looked pretty damn solid. Uh, twenty four for thirty two, two hundred thirteen yards and a touchdown. 
Uh, Ryan Tannehill looked absolutely horrible uh, for Tennessee, uh, going 16 for 20, 168 yards. But, man, just th- th- that offense just could not do anything against this Houston defense. Uh, Derrick Henry, 12 carries and only 42 yards. It's uh, – Sad to see. You just hate to see it for them. But uh, Nico Collins, really, really solid game uh, for him. Uh, no touchdowns for him, but uh, overall it was a good uh, good day for uh, for Houston. Um, getting a nice win and also keeping themselves in this, uh, you know, uh, AFC South title fight. Yep, they're keeping themselves in it. CJ Stroud looked good and... Uh, the Titans, man, they got to rebuild. They look just awful. Yeah, just ob- the the clear, obvious, you know, shitbag of the fucking AFC South right now. Um, you know, we we all thought for sure this would just be Jacksonville, and you know, Indy and Houston would be fighting for that second and third spot. But here they are, you know, going into the last week of season, a three way tie at the top. Incredible, uh, how poor these rosters are for both Indy and Houston and just how well they're doing so far this year. Uh, The Giants hosted the Rams. Um, Giants got, you know, within – the the Giants went for two, I believe, to uh, to try and win this game at the end, Uh, but they they ended up missing here. But, uh, you know, the Giants lost 25-26. to Uh, Matt Stafford – uh, looked pretty good. He did throw a couple picks in this game, but uh, overall, you know, still very, very good game. Uh, Puka Nakua had a solid game receiving for the Rams. I, I'm just surprised that the Rams' defense just failed that miserably to allow even the Giants to be this close to winning the game. Yeah, Giants. Really had nothing to lose going for it. Um... Rams votes, it's looking like the Rams and the Lions are going to face, man. It's looking more and more like it, man. Yeah, every every fucking week it looks more and more likely. Uh, the Eagles hosted the Cardinals, and the Eagles get very upset in this game. Cardinals mm-hmm. win 35-31. to um, Look, I don't know what the hell's going on in Philly, man, but look, you, you can't be having a guy who can't even ride any of the rides at Cedar Point um, you know, Pat, you know, looking solid against your your fucking defense. Just, just Philly has broken down completely uh, these last couple weeks, man. Uh, Jalen Hurts did not look all too solid or all too well this week. Uh, 167 yards and a pick, three uh, three touchdown passes, but I man, just I don't know what the fuck is going on in Philly right now, but. Uh, Something's got to change fast before the playoffs, but, you know, you just hate to see it. You hate to see it. Yeah, that is um, – that was crazy, man. It really irritated me that Philly lost because, I mean, probably my two least favorite teams right now are Philly and Dallas. Dallas gets the fucking win over Detroit off of the bullshit, and then Philly loses. So now Dallas – does Dallas have the division lead now? I I think they got both got the same record now or something. I believe Philly has the tiebreaker right now still. Okay. Yeah, but still it's like y'all really like gave Dallas that uh that chance, man. Y'all lost to Arizona. Y'all couldn't beat Arizona, bro. Like you know, I it's sad, man. To take to cut to take Arizona in the points and they just won outright, so um crazy. Yeah, it was it was stupid. Um, the Bucks hosted the Saints. Saints getting a nice win here, twenty-three to thirteen. Um, Baker coming into this game was hot, and um, this Tampa Bay offense was just on fire. And they kind of just laid an egg this week. Uh, Baker had three hundred yards passing, two touchdowns, but he threw two interceptions in this game. Um, the run offense could not get anything going, um, and uh, and 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 Tampa Bay's defense just couldn't stop what New Orleans was doing, um, and, and they weren't doing a whole lot either. It was it was a lot of you know dink and dunk passing uh, for Derek Carr, and somehow, some way, New Orleans found a way to win this game. 
and they're back into uh, into you know uh, both these teams are now tied uh, for this division going into uh, next week. Yeah, again, I get the teams have bad games, and this was definitely the team this week that really shit the bed compared to how they usually do. But um, man, Tampa, this was your chance to lock up the division. You beat New Orleans. And that shit was basically locked up, but now, uh, now they gotta wait to the end of the year here to see what's gonna happen. Yeah, they they got a lot of waiting to do, and man, it it's not gonna be good, uh, if, especially if they lose next week and the Saints win. I mean, yeah, uh, the Commanders hosted the Forty Niners, uh, the Niners winning twenty seven to ten, um. In my honest opinion, San Francisco should have blown the shit out of Washington. You win by 17 points. That is technically a blowout in in the NFL if you win by 14. Um, just because of how you know tight the NFL really is. Uh, Brock Purdy had a decent day. Uh, he's still a fraud, as always. But uh, overall, just a good, good win for San Francisco against a pretty, you know, abysmal uh, commander's team. Yeah, um... Definitely a, you know, wasn't the prettiest win. They were definitely close throughout most of the game, but uh, Fort Niners pulled it out, and uh, there was a video, of course, of them watching the Eagles lose, which made them secure the number one seed. So they uh, they got that to look forward to at least for this week. Yeah, they definitely do. Uh, the Seahawks hosted the Steelers. Steelers getting a win here, 30-23. to Um this this was a this was a big upset, uh, but uh, Geno Smith had a pretty solid game for Seattle, um, but but really what won this game for Pittsburgh was uh, was that run offense. Man, Najee Harris twenty seven carries, one hundred twenty two yards and two touchdowns. I mean, looking really really solid, uh, and their defense was able to at least keep them in it. Uh, there there were times where where I thought Seattle was just gonna drive down the field. Um, and they were looking really, really good, and then just suddenly the Pittsburgh defense just comes up with a huge, huge stop and forces either a field goal or uh, or a punt from Seattle. And, uh, yeah, just a good win for Pittsburgh here. Yeah, Pittsburgh continues to keep winning, and I think they have a must-win game this next week against Baltimore, who's probably going to rest their players. So they're rolling with Mason Rudolph. He's... They've been winning games with him, so, you know, Kenny Pickett's a fraud, too, so I'm not too shocked, but they got to figure out the QB situation moving forward. Yeah, that that is for sure if they want to have any chance in the playoffs. Uh, the Chiefs hosted the Bengals. Chiefs getting a 25-17 to win here. Um, this was a close game like I thought it would be. Uh, like I said, man, it, uh, last week when we previewed this game, if this was in Kansas, or if this was in in Cincinnati, I would have picked Cincinnati to win this game, um, and it looked really, really promising up until about the last uh, uh, last few minutes of the uh, the first half, and you know Cincinnati went into to halftime with a 17-13 lead after being up 17-7 uh, midway through the uh, through the second quarter. And then from there, just it was just a lot of field goals for for Kansas City. They their offense couldn't do much um, once they got into uh, in a plus territory. But Cincinnati just ended up shitting the bed uh, in this game, and that's really what cost them. Yeah, that was definitely tough. But uh, KC again can't score. The receivers are still dropping passes. They they need to revamp everyone in the wide receiver group for next season. Yeah, they, they definitely need to uh, to revamp that receiver room desperately. Uh, the Broncos hosted the Chargers. Broncos getting a win here 16-9. to um, This was our shit bowl of the week because um, you had Stidham in at quarterback because uh, the Broncos are obviously benching Russ for the rest of the year. Um and then obviously Justin Herbert's still dead for LA. I think I think if Justin Herbert 
is was in this game, man. I th- I feel like L.A. could have won this game because I feel like Denver just has given up on the season. Um, you know, I get they don't want to pay Russ, man, but uh, I don't I don't know what the fuck's going on in Denver. I really don't. But uh, Denver gets a nice win here, anyways. Yeah, they uh, get a nice win. Not really a good game. Still think Denver missed the playoffs, and they're basically parting with Russ here. So, yeah. Um, and then lastly, Sunday night football. We had Minnesota hosting Green Bay. Uh, Green Bay getting a huge win here, thirty-three to ten. Jordan Love looked really, really, really good in this game. Uh, 24 for 33, three touchdowns, 256 yards. Just absolutely incredible. Aaron Jones had 120 yards on the ground. Um, and this Green Bay defense looked really solid against a uh, fledgling uh, Minnesota offense. Yeah, Green Bay just destroyed them. Uh, Minnesota fell uh, incredibly hard this year. And, Man, they were so lucky last year. Basically came back the other way around this year and really dealt with the injury bug and their season's uh basically over now. Yeah, they're they're pretty much yeah, dead in the water. Uh they're sitting seven and nine. They're not making the playoffs, so uh yeah, that's gonna do it though for your NFL action this weekend. We're gonna head on over to the uh NFL power rankings now. Uh, we got, for the first time in the top 10 uh, this season, at number 10, you got the L.A. Rams. Um, good win, obviously. Should have won by a lot more. It is New York, but they get themselves a win. Uh, they're in the playoffs as of right now. Another win really secures that spot for them. Uh, actually, no, no, they did secure a playoff spot uh, with this win. Um but, uh, yeah, no, the Rams looking really, you know, solid as of lately. A couple shaky games here and there. But uh, overall, having a pretty damn good year. Uh, you know, top ten, I don't know. Um, I, you, you could argue a couple of the teams below them could be there. But uh, ten, I'm not too mad about that. Yeah, I think ten's fine. Again, they're like in the eight to twelve range. Um I think they're going to finish at the 6th seed in the NFC. So, we'll see. Yeah, I think they're they're either going to have the 6th or the 7th seed uh coming into uh well, after next week we'll just have to wait and see. Uh dropping 5 spots out of the top 5 to number 9 is the Philadelphia Eagles. Um look, you you lost to Arizona. Yeah, enough said. Uh-huh. Fall, fall, fall. You're still a top 10 team, I think. But something's got to change, and something's got to change really fast because you just lost to a guy who can't ride any of the rides at Cedar Point. Um, he's he's <laughs> not a very accurate passer um, because you know he's short and can't see anything, um, and, and and your offense just can't do a whole lot it, it, against a really bad defense. You should have blown out the Cardinals, man. Just, yeah. Yeah, that was really bad. And now Philly fans uh, and Detroit fans have something in common. We both hate Matt Patricia uh, pretty much equally now. Matt Patricia's fucking up this team. And um, I've been seeing reports, too, that Nick Sirianni, if like they really fuck up big time in the playoffs, he might be gone, too, because... I mean, they got the talent on that team. They're just really struggling right now. Yeah, Patrick, Pat, uh, Matt Patricia does everything he possibly can to destroy every team that he coaches <laughs> at, at this point. Like, I, I don't know what it is, but yeah. Uh, moving up one spot to number eight is the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, Kansas City Chiefs. Um, you know, a solid win over Cincinnati this uh, this weekend. Um, you know. The offense just kept stalling out once they got into plus territory. Uh, a lot of drop passes in this game, of course. Um, but right now, man, that that offense needs to figure out something to, to generate yards and also figure out what's going on in plus territory because they're one of the worst offenses in 
uh, opposing team territory uh, this year. Um, so they, they got to figure that out. And, you know, once they do, they, they can, you know, win these games with big, big margins. But something's got to change offensively. The defense is really, really good. It's just their offense, man, struggling a lot this, this year. Yeah, that offense is struggling big time. They got to figure out how to, you know, keep putting points up and stay consistent. Yeah, moving up one spot to number seven is the Cleveland Browns. Uh, another nice win. Joe Flacco looks like an elite, you know, quarterback, uh, which is odd to say for his age and how little he's been playing the last few years. But um, very, very good spot for Cleveland here. Um and uh, they're they're playing very well. Just Joe Flacco's got to loosen up with these uh, or tighten up with these these interceptions, man, because he's thrown a pick in every, at least one pick in every single game he's played so far. Yeah, definitely has to tighten it up. But uh, he's been good, like I said, for coming in so late in the year as a third string quarterback. Because he had Watson and DTR, and then now it's Flacco. So um, for coming in doing what he's doing. I mean, he's definitely holding it down better than most. Yeah, he's doing a really solid job. Uh, moving up one spot as well to number six is the Buffalo Bills. Um, you know, it, it was not a pretty win this week, but it's a win over New England. Um, and, uh, yeah, man, uh, they've they've been a very solid team. I like them here at six. Yeah, I think that they are a solid six. I could maybe see Cleveland above them right now, but they definitely, uh, even though they struggled this week, they got the W, and if they can win next week uh, against Miami, that's uh, that's the big game right there for the, uh, for the division title. Yeah, but it is at home for Miami. Well, we'll talk about it, but... Uh... Yeah, I, I could argue Cleveland ahead of them as well. Uh, staying at number five is the Detroit Lions. Nah. Um, look, they they proved that they're better than the Cowboys. They're, they're better than Dallas. They are better than Dallas. But I don't give a fuck. Man, yeah, you know? it's it's like again, did, did you watch the game? Detroit outplayed them. Their defense outplayed them. The only thing that Dallas had all game was C.D. Lamb. He was the only one doing anything. They, um, yeah, the Lions outplayed them. I don't care that Dallas beat them head to head. Um, Lions beat them. So, Lions were the better team. They should be above Dallas. No, they really were the better team. They, they were the only team to hold Dallas to, uh, to 20 points or less at home this year. Um, and, and it was some self inflicted mistakes on the Lions' part. Uh, Campbell should have gone for some, gone for a field goal in the second quarter when he didn't. Um, you, you go for that, you don't you don't even have that situation at the end of the game um, where you need to go for two uh, because you would have had the lead even if you missed the the extra point. Um, there's you know there's a lot of self inflicted errors on Detroit. Um, that, that prevented them from losing this game. But ultimately, the league did still screw the Lions. But you can't put put it all on that one play when there's other things the Lions could have done to win that game as well. Um, but, yeah, I agree. They're better than the Cowboys, um, who are at uh, number three, and we'll get there in a minute. Uh, dropping down one spot to number four is the Miami Dolphins. Um yeah, obviously they got embarrassed by uh, by a really really good um, uh, good team in Baltimore. Obviously, I think Baltimore is the best team in football right now. I really do. I think they're better than uh, than San Francisco. That said, um, Miami they're still a really good team, man. But on the road, they got to figure some things out. And then their defense, man, they really need to figure some stuff out. Because yeah. you, you you can't be doing that in the playoffs, uh, allow, allowing teams to run it up on you like that. Yeah, they just got to figure it out, and you can't. I mean, Baltimore's tough and was definitely the better team, but you can't lose that bad. 
no, you can't lose that bad at all. Uh, moving up three spots to number three is Dallas. Um, I disagree here, putting them at three. I think the Lions are clearly the better team. Um, you know, they got lucky with the penalties. Uh, basically, they, they got Dallas here at number three because Jerry Jones paid off the ref. Uh, th- look, they're still a really good team. Don't get me wrong. Um, I just don't think that they're better than the Lions right now. Uh, better than Miami, yes. Better than the Lions, no. You move Miami down, move Dallas down, move Detroit up to three. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, Detroit's been playing really, really solid football. Um, they got really nothing to play for at this point, but um, yeah, man. Uh, and then number two and number one stayed the same. You got Niners at two and the Ravens at one. Um, the the Ravens obviously best team of football right now. Niners secure their fucking uh, uh, one seed, so they have home advantage for the entire playoffs. Um, but San Francisco, obviously, I like them. Their defense is really really good, but um. It's a, uh, it's a, it's just a nice, uh, they, they're just having a really nice season, man. Yeah, they are the best two teams. My Super Bowl prediction, definitely those two are the favorites right now. And yeah, they're number one and number two. Yeah, that is for sure. So that is gonna do it for us for the NFL. So we're gonna move on now to college football. Um, we had a really, really nice New Year's weekend, uh, for college football here. Um, obviously yesterday we had some really, really big games that we'll talk about, but first we're going to get into all the other games that we didn't talk about, starting with the Thursday games. Uh, we had Boston College beat number 24 SMU in the, Fen- in the Wasabi Fenway Bowl, 23 to 14, um, Look, we're we're just gonna roll through these games real quick because there wasn't a whole lot to talk about, especially because a lot of these games didn't have anyone really playing in them, so you can't really take a whole lot from them. Uh, Miami and Rutgers faced off in the Bad Boy Mowers Pinstripe Bowl. Rutgers getting the win, thirty-one to twenty-four. I told you Mario Cristobal was gonna find a way to lose this game, and he did. He did find a way to lose this game. So, um, yeah, man. I'm I'm happy for Rutgers because they they actually had a you know a decent season this year and then they get a nice bowl win. Uh, Kansas State uh, beat NC State in the Pop Tarts Bowl, uh, twenty-eight to nineteen. Uh, Kansas State linemen wanted wanted the uh, the Pop Tarts more, so um, congrats to them on that one. Uh, the Valero Alamo Bowl. We had uh, Arizona and Oklahoma face off. Arizona getting the win, thirty-eight to twenty-four. Um, this was a fun game to watch. I watched some highlights of it. Um, just some exciting, explosive plays with a lot of these, you know, uh, uh, well, well, Arizona had their starting quarterback, so that definitely helped uh, them in this game. Uh, but their defense had a lot of starters sitting out, so uh, that's why Oklahoma was at least able to somewhat keep it close. Uh, Friday, we had Kentucky and Clemson play in the Tax Slayer Gator Bowl. Clemson getting the win 38-35. Um, Notre Dame beat the shit out of Oregon State 40-8 to in the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl. Uh, obviously, Oregon State didn't have their head coach, didn't have any you know quarterback playing. Just, you know, that program's in complete disarray now, especially because the Pac-12 is dead. Uh, Memphis beat Iowa State in an upset game here in the AutoZone Liberty Bowl, 36-26. to um, I, I, uh, I I saw some people, they uh, they made some bets on Iowa State, and um, yeah, they're not too happy with how their coach handled uh, playing this game at all. Uh, they, they, they really lost this game on themselves. Um, and then uh, the Cotton Bowl, we had number nine Missouri and number seven Ohio State face off. Uh, Missouri getting the win, fourteen to three. Um, I know the Ohio State receivers were playing in this game, but uh, they had no starting quarterback. Uh, I don't think their starting running backs were in this game. Their defense was completely depleted. 
Uh, Missouri, really the same same situation. Uh, not a lot of starters in this game for them. So, uh, but uh, but a nice win over Ohio State. And then Saturday, we had four games. Uh, we had Penn State and Ole Miss face off in the Chick Fil A Peach Bowl. Uh, Ole Miss winning thirty eight to twenty five. Uh, Maryland beat Auburn pretty handedly uh, in the Trans Perfect Music City Bowl, thirty-one to thirteen. Toledo and Ohio er, and Wyoming facing off in the Barstool Sports Arizona Bowl. Wyoming just sneaking away with a win here, sixteen to fifteen. Last second field goal for Wyoming to win this game. Um, and then lastly on. Saturday, we had Florida State and Georgia face off in the Capital One Orange Bowl. And Georgia just kept shooting the dead, already dead body of Florida State. Uh, yeah. Georgia winning 63-3. to um, It was... So one game that I want to chime in on when you're done. Yeah, go, go ahead. Man, freaking Florida State, man. What the fuck was I thinking, bro? I thought they'd come out. At least keep it somewhat competitive. Cover the spread. Show the committee that they were worth putting in. Committee's never gonna put in a team that is fucked up again, man. They got their evidence, and yeah, that's that shit's never happening again. It's gonna be SEC, Big Ten, um, all throughout now. But I mean, now they're moving to twelve teams, but still, uh, four state. Yeah, basically for. That that uh, that shit was never gonna happen. Yeah, no. It, and, and look, they were down eight starters on offense, using a third string quarterback. I mean, it, it was the, the defense obviously had no one playing either. But Georgia just came out and they 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 killed Florida State, and then decided to just keep shooting the dead body over and over and over. And I was like, is are they gonna just like? stop playing is Georgia gonna stop trying nope they just kept fucking going uh getting a nice nice big win here uh but yeah no uh even if Florida State was in the playoffs we would have seen a very similar result against Michigan uh just because Florida State's so bad um and then lastly yesterday we had five bowl games um New Year's Day uh we had LSU and Wisconsin face off in the ReliQuest Bowl um LSU winning 35 to 31. I thought Wisconsin for just a moment could win this game. Uh, they went into the fourth quarter with a lead. Um, and you know, they, they were, they were getting all the stops against LSU when they needed them. And then the defense just gave up at the end and the offense just could not respond at all. LSU getting a nice win there. Uh, the Verbo Fiesta Bowl, we had Oregon face off with Liberty. Oregon, Proving to everyone that Liberty is frauds, winning forty-five to six in this game. Uh, Bo Nix looked absolutely incredible in this game. Uh, Three hundred sixty-three yards, five touchdowns. Um, Liberty, I know they had a lot of starters in this game, along with Oregon, and yeah, everyone, everyone knew this was going to happen. Uh, Liberty getting absolutely destroyed. Um, and then we had some. Then we had an embarrassing game for Iowa uh, in the Cheese It Citrus Bowl. Uh, Tennessee whooping the shit out of them, thirty-five to nothing. Yeah, um, Iowa's offense absolutely terrible, and they had a lot of starters in. Um, their defense couldn't stop Tennessee either. And uh, yeah, so now into the games that actually mattered. Uh, for bowl season, we had the Rose Bowl. Number one, Michigan versus number four, Bama. Michigan came into this game a two-point favorite. Um, and this was an all-time classic game. Um, defenses were the key here. Um, lot of lot of screw-ups for Michigan on the uh on special teams. A lot of uh, muffed punts. Um. I feel like you eliminate those. Michigan wins this game handedly. Um, you know, the, the the first muff punt that put Alabama uh, on the scoreboard, but Michigan was able to respond to it. 
Uh, and then the last drive to win or uh, to tie the game for Michigan um, with with huge huge throws uh, by JJ McCarthy. Uh, Blake Corm obviously had had a nice uh, you know big pickup, but Roman Wilson kind of set them back 15 yards after it for a illegal block in the back. But Roman Wilson more than made up for on that drive with a huge huge grab, and then obviously. The, uh, the game-tying touchdown after that. And then in overtime, it was um, yeah, obviously a huge run for Blake Corum uh, to put them ahead. And then Bama just s- chaos ensued on their last attempt um, to score a touchdown. Low snap, which they had been dealing with all day. Um, you know, well, really all season. Uh, their, their center is just absolutely terrible for Alabama. Uh, but then Milrow just kind of it, – it was supposed to be an RPO play, and he just ran right into the middle of the pile, which I don't know what he was doing. But uh, Michigan getting the win, 27-20 in overtime. Uh, the defense for Michigan had five sacks by five different players in the first half against Alabama. Um, Michigan's defense was just elite all game long, and they are going to beat the piss out of Washington uh, next weekend. Michigan won the game up front, man. That's that's where they dominated, and that's how they got this win. Like you said, the sacks and just playing more physical up front. The offense definitely needs to you know, get some things in check. McCarthy did not have the best game. Uh, Roman Wilson and Blake Corum both uh, did their thing when they could. Uh, Quorum especially, man, that clutch run uh, when OT happened. But, yeah, man, Michigan won this game from that D-line, man, and uh, being physical up front. And I saw so many people today talking about how Alabama, that last play, man, like, yeah, the center was struggling all game, snapping the ball and throwing it over and throwing it under. Uh, bad snap, but still, Milrow, I think we all knew he was going to run it, and he just ran right into nothing, so – Michigan, they uh, they finally break that. Uh, I don't know if I should say curse, but just that notion that they couldn't win the CFP. Yeah, Michigan won this game up front, uh, defensively especially, just uh, all all day long, just able to disrupt this uh, Alabama offensive line, who isn't really that good to begin with, but um, Michigan's defense showed everyone. That that t- that this team can win the Natty, um, and then lastly in the uh, the Allstate Sugar Bowl, we had Washington and Texas face off. Washington holding on 37-31. Um, very very nice defensive play at the very end of the game uh, for Washington. Uh, th- th- this could have been a game where Texas, I mean Texas should have won this game. Uh, had had their offense woken up uh, earlier in in the uh, in the fourth quarter, um, because Texas's defense was able to finally start stopping uh, Washington and Michael Penix Jr. because uh, they were they were getting a lot of pressure on him towards the end of the game, and you know if 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 the defense or if the offense would have done some stuff and really in the third quarter and and early on in the uh, in the fourth quarter i feel like texas could have won this game for sure but uh but washington gets the win here uh michael Penix, 29 for 38 430 yards that's a uh, i believe that is the 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 second most in the in the sugar bowl history uh, but big shout out to Quinn Ewers who had a really big game. Um, but there are a lot of turnovers that Texas had that you know just just dropping the ball um, that really prevented them also from winning this game. Uh, self-inflicted mistakes for sure. But Washington will face off with Michigan, and we will preview that in very big depth on Thursday's episode. Yeah. Um... It was a good game, man. I actually didn't see the second half of this game. I only saw the highlights, and Texas had a chance there at the end. Basically had a full drive. Um, couldn't get it to go. Um, sad, though, for my Texas fans. I know they were going through it, man. Uh, this one person who I follow, um, he's a 
you know, big Texas fan, and she was going through it, man, at the game and everything. They were going through it, man. Uh, but Washington, man, they've been they've been held as underdogs a lot this year, and that's what scares me for, against Michigan because they're underdogs again. And every time they've been underdogs this year, they've won the game outright. So Michigan's got to hold their own and dominate up front like they did against Alabama. Look, uh, we'll get into this more, but, man, I, I, I really think Michigan's going to knock the shit out of Washington in this game because Michigan's defense proved – they are as elite as you can get um, in this game. I mean, they, they proved to everyone, all the all the doubters, that that defense showed up. Michigan's going to do everything offensively that they need to against Washington's defense, which is not good either. So um, I feel like Michigan matches up really, really well against Washington. I, I'd be a little bit nervous if they had to play Texas, but I, f- I feel like, Michigan will match up very, very well with Washington, but we'll get more into that on um, on a Thursday's episode. So uh, that's going to do it for us, but uh, real quickly, uh, the World Juniors for Hockey's on uh, right now. Um, that, that's been going on over the last few days. Uh, Canada got upset by, by Czechia uh, earlier this morning. Uh with a with a goal by Czechia with uh with about eleven seconds left. Um and then the US beat Latvia. Um so now we have uh we're we're coming into uh the final stretch of the uh, uh of this tournament. Uh we got three teams left. We got Germany and Norway facing off on uh on Thursday along with uh, Sweden and Czechia are playing, and then the U.S. will face off with Finland, who's looking really, really hot right now. But the U.S. is the best team in the tournament right now. I mean, they're blowing out teams uh, left and right. So, um, well, uh, I'll keep an eye on the World Juniors for us. Uh, the Red Wings, uh, you know, for our local people, they have five players in this tournament, uh, all on different teams. But uh, all all our players are actually looking fairly solid in this game or in this uh, tournament for us. But um, yeah, man. Uh, anyways, guys, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, rate, review, subscribe, help us out. Uh, Thursday, we're gonna we're obviously gonna preview final week of the NFL regular season, the college football. Um, we'll, we'll talk about obviously the national title game. Uh, between Washington, Michigan, in big, big detail. And uh, we'll also do a bunch of NBA and NHL. We'll do some power rankings, I believe, for those. And then uh, starting next week, obviously, because college football is going to be done and over with uh, after Tuesday, uh, we're going to open up a lot more talk about NHL and NBA. Um, And because we're getting closer towards the end of the season, we're going to get some college hoops in as well uh, once, obviously, we get a little bit closer to March Madness. But uh, that's going to do it for us. So thank you guys so much for listening, and we will see you guys on Thursday.